Welcome back to another episode of the Philosophical Podcast. I am your host, Justin Kristen. In today's episode, I'm going to give you the top three reasons why you may not be seeing any scale weight movement, even though you think you're in a calorie deficit. So the number one reason that I see with my clients when they think that they're in a calorie deficit, but they're not seeing the scale weight move is they haven't given it enough time. They've been doing it for one week or they've been doing it for three days and they expect the scale to go down drastically in those three days. It's just not going to happen. So with weight loss, it takes time. Something that I share with clients that start with me is look back three months ago. So three months ago would have been end of the year. So at the end of the year, if you would have started counting your calories or, or starting in a calorie deficit then, and you would have lost about one pound per week, would you be happy to be down 12 to 15 pounds? Think about that. Because that 12 to 15 pounds is is probably what a lot of you are, are aiming to lose in the next few months. Some of you want, might want to lose it in the next two weeks. But we have to account for sustainability. We need to have a diet or we need to have a way that we can sustain this weight loss so we can do it for more than just two weeks. If we have 30 pounds to lose, doing it in two weeks is not as fun. It's really not fun. Not going out with friends, not enjoying life, not not being yourself, not living life. There's a way that you can be in a calorie deficit. I have I have women that eat 1,300-ish calories to be in their deficit. And they still allow themselves to go out to restaurants and eat with their families. They still have birthday cakes with their for their kids' birthdays. They still enjoy life. It takes a little planning. And that's something that her and I talk about a lot. The, the, the lady that I'm specifically referring to, we, we talk specifically about how we can look forward to the week. So if we know that the Super Bowl is yesterday. So if we know yesterday that we are going to have a Super Bowl party and we know the Super Bowl is coming up, leading up during that week, we might just want to pay even more close attention to our calories. So we might need to reduce even a little bit more during the week so we can have that enjoyment on Sunday, so we can enjoy the foods, the finger foods, the pizza, the drinks. As with anything in life, the same thing with your weight management or, or losing weight or, or getting in shape is it takes it takes attention. It takes it takes focus. It takes a push and and a want to. You have to want to be able to do it. You have to give yourself the ability to do it. And that starts with your time frame. So rather than wanting to do it in one week, rather than wanting to do it in two weeks, think three months, three think six months. Think about your dream physique or think about your dream weight. If you're thinking back to high school or your wedding day or some big moment in your life, if that's the goal weight that you're trying to get to, if it's from 160 to 140, would you be happy if that happened in the next six months? Or does it have to be tomorrow? A lot of things in life, it's the process that's fun. So once you start, you build a little momentum, you get a little positive feedback, and it just spills over. And that's how you create that healthy lifestyle is you don't try to do everything in one week. You don't try to prepare for the vacation that you've known about for the last two years. You don't try to prepare for that in the last one week. I procrastinate. I get it. So give yourself a bigger time horizon 
spread out that time, give yourself a chance to win rather than trying to do it all in a shorter period of time. The number two reason that I see people not losing weight and, and when they're thinking they're in a calorie deficit is they're not accounting for the drinks that they're taking in. So they're not accounting for the Starbucks. They're not accounting for the coffee that they put half and half in sugar in. Everything that we put into our bodies matters. Does that mean that you have to pay attention to it all the time? Not necessarily. But getting a 400 calorie drink in the morning every morning from Starbucks, when your daily allotment for calories to be in a deficit is about 1,400, that's almost a 30 year calories on one drink. And those drinks typically aren't filling. So how do we find lower calorie or, or zero calorie substitutes? One, if you can't go with black coffee, then try some like sugar-free creamer. Try making your own coffee at home to where you can control what you put into it. Try drinking water. If you need caffeine, try drinking tea. If you drink pop, try going from the regular pop to the zero-calorie pops, the diet pops. And I know, fake sugars, Justin, so horrible for you. But real sugar is not good for you. I'm, I'm not going to get into this fake sugar versus real sugar. But sometimes you got to pick your battles. And maybe you start, maybe you, you wean off your pop by going to that diet pop. And if you're worried about the sugar intake or the fake sugar intake, then maybe the next step is, is you get off of pop completely. Hooray. Drink water. That's awesome. But we do need to account for the calories that are in our drinks. That's, that's super important. So number one, give yourself a longer time frame. Number two, account for the calories that are in your drinks. And number three, and this one's a little bit more tedious, but it's, it's very important, is people oftentimes underestimate the amount of calories that they're putting into their body. So when they go grab a donut in the break room at work, they consider it 200 calories rather than the 450 that it actually is. When people have a bowl of ice cream or a bowl of cereal or any sort of foods that is just easily to cheese it, anything that's just easily available, oftentimes they underestimate how much they're putting in their body. They think one serving is one bowl. So when you look at this nutrition label, if you have a food scale, even better. But if you look at the nutrition label, it'll often say how many grams is in one serving or half of a cup, a third of a cup, try measuring that out and seeing how much it actually is. If you have a food scale, perfect. That's the best way to do it. But knowledge is power. Understanding how many calories you're putting into your body is a little tedious at times, but I've been doing it for a long time and it's so easy. It takes an extra three seconds for me to do it, but it's so easy. So then when I'm not at home, when I'm out to eat with friends or at a Super Bowl party, and if I am paying attention to my calories, I can guesstimate and I can say, oh, I've seen these foods before. They're a little bit fattier. I would say for the serving size that I'm used to, that I've used for my food scale, that I'm going to guess that this is around 300 calories. And that knowledge you take with you for the rest of your life. And that's how you change that lifestyle. Rather than saying, I'm just going to put chicken and broccoli and rice in my mouth and, and eat this bland food that I hate, Sure, it might get you to where you need to be in the short term, but long term, is that what you're going to eat for the rest of your life? 
highly doubtful. So incorporating foods that you enjoy that are lower calorie, but you can sustain long-term, that's where the food scale comes in. That's where tracking your calories as closely as possible comes in. Because the heartache, ask yourself this, when we were talking about losing weight, is ask yourself this, is, is the pain or the hurt or the discomfort of how you feel, is that more discomforting than weighing your food and tracking your food? I think it's worth it, specifically in the beginning. And if you do want a food scale, once again, I get it. Some people say it's tedious, but if you do want a food scale, they're like 10 bucks. Get them on Amazon. I think Target has them too. Walmart, not very expensive. And that'll lead you down the path of understanding what you're putting into your body and what a serving size actually is. And I know for me, as I pass that along to my son, not in the sense of dieting, but in the sense of how much food, when we have food ready all the time, how much food do we actually need to fuel our bodies? We can, we can spread this out to more than just, just us. We can share that knowledge with friends. And then you can teach somebody. You can teach the friend that reaches out to you. I have numerous people, numerous clients that have friends that reach out to them and say, what can I do to start? What can I do to help myself? And that makes me so happy. And I encourage it. I say, give them whatever advice. Because people are looking for, not validation, but they're looking for, you can do it. They're looking for a push from people that are close to them that say, I have faith in you. I know that you can do this. So build that knowledge base up. Because you can do it. So just to review, give yourself a longer time frame. Know what calories are in your drinks. And actually track your calories. Actually look at the labels. Pay attention. Cook your meals. Don't just go for the easy grab-and-go stuff all the time. Make your proteins. I'm here to help. My name is Justin. I'm a personal trainer. I'm an online coach. And you can send me an email, justin at philosophical.com, or you can visit the website, www.philosophical.com, for more information. And until next time, thank you for tuning in.